everybody, welcome back to The Lonely Shelf. I'm James. And I'm Chris. And it is our final episode of the spooky season. We really wanted to end on a game that we truly love, Dead of Winter. And not only that, but this time we are uh, joined by one of our buddies, who is also a big fan. We wanted to bring him on. So, hey, Steven. Hey, how are y'all? Doing, doing great. Better now that you're here with us. So Steven is a, is a great dude, and he likes stuff. Some stuff. Thank you for joining us. Uh, but hey, Stephen, what kind of games do you tend to gravitate toward, since this is a gaming podcast? So in terms of board games, I enjoy really anything that's not too conflicty. I think I kind of lean toward uh, your preferences there a little bit, but I also enjoy a good uh, dexterity game from time to time as well. So, Yeah, you do. That's probably going to come up a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah, I just got a new one we need to try out. It's called Flick of Faith. That sounds <laughs> sounds like a good time so far. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. We're so glad that you could join us. Uh, like James said, this week we are discussing Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter is a semi-co-op game that uh, we got. Well, it came out in, what, 2014? Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was our first, like, semi-co-op, I think. Mm, no, I guess we did Shadows over Camelot was, but anyway, we we've played it quite a few times and yeah, we we've given this game uh, many playthroughs and just about all of them were great. And I, I have to be honest, I am not a great big fan of traitor mechanics. Uh, the trader mechanism. I, I don't love the thought of maybe there's somebody out to get me. Maybe there's not. But for some reason in this game, it really, really works. Except for when yeah, I en- I enjoyed it in this one. Um, the thing that I hated worse than that was the exposure dies. That was that was more of a worry for me than if somebody's gonna stab me in the back. Yeah, that one that one can be pretty <laughs> pretty terrible. That's true. You always want to, uh, you always want to use your gas, but then you also kind of need to hoard it. So that that makes for a really hard decision there. Oh yeah, but just as a little background, um, like I said, this came out in 2014. It was designed by Jonathan Gilmore and Isaac Vega, and it was published by Plaid Hat. So, and if you don't know, it's a zombie survival game where you can possibly have traitors and or just people who aren't very nice right and it's it's one of those games where you play multiple characters it's, it's designed for you to have multiple survivors that you are are running yeah and it's kind of got a dice mechanism where the more characters you have the more dice you can get which will give you like more actions so and you know sometimes it can get a little lame when you everyone dies except one guy because i mean you can always get somebody else but when you have like no dice and you're like trying to find someone else yeah right i i think i played with one person more often than i had multiple i usually had two or so i think most games that i've played i end up whether it's because my secret objective tells me to, or whether it's just kind of the way it goes, but I end up with like four or five characters that I'm, that I'm using all at once. I just kind of collect people, I guess. 
Well, I try, but that exposure dice usually kills my people. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, I lose them as quick as I get them. Yeah, and this whole thing, you know, you say you collect people, but it's also a, you know, a blessing and a curse because you get, you know, more dice and stuff, but you also have to feed all these people. Yep. And that, that gets kind of hard, like, because the more people you get, the more food you got to get, the more, uh, it's just... It never seems like you're ahead of the game in this in this one. But it never really feels like it's hopeless. It's never it's never impossible, or at least it doesn't seem that way now. Some sometimes things can work out where there's just no way to win, but uh most times there's like James said, there's there's some hope. Yeah. But so you're running your characters but then after that's over and you're, you're going into the next round, you have to put out more zombies. You have to... Uh, yeah, you have to put them in orders. And yeah, then you have to, you know, some of your barricades will go away. And then you have to look for all your noise. And if you made noise, you have to roll a die and see if more zombies appear. Mm-hmm. Because a way you, you get to go to places and draw cards to get items that you want. But you can also draw more cards but you make noise and then during the zombie phase you have to go ahead and roll some dice and hope they don't spawn and uh, over because if they overcome you or there's too many zombies at a place you have like an initiative score kind of thing and the lowest one just dies if they're in the place with someone who gets overrun right now is that in that case so whenever a person dies from a zombie bite uh, they they die, period. Then it goes to the next person in the initiative order, and they can choose to roll a die to see if they survive, or... Uh, they choose to... I think they can just choose to for that character to die, and it ends right there. Yes, thank you. Because if they roll... In, in that instance, if they roll, then anything other than a, than a blank on the die is, is a death. And then the next character rolls and it just keeps spreading. Right. So I, I can't remember. Is that the same when a zombie overruns a location and kills a character? Is that a bite that will then also I'm, chain and continue? I don't remember. I that, don't think so. I mean, we don't, we haven't run into that too often in games that I've played. We, we more have to deal with the, yeah, the bite I think it, the exposure die. If, if it overruns, it's just the lowest person mm-hmm. dies. But yeah, so that that whole chain death thing is the worst. Yeah, and the other cool thing is this is a Crossroads game, which the Crossroads cards were really cool. It was one of the things that really got me looking at this game. But it's kind of the person next to you or the person that just went, they draw a card. And while you're doing your turn, if something happens on that card, they say stop and they read and something, you know, all kinds of weird things could happen. But, you know, they don't always go off and sometimes they're just off the wall, weird things that you wouldn't even think of. And all of a sudden your crossroads cards going off and something crazy is happening. Right. That's the thing that I think. Uh, people were the most excited about whenever it came out, whenever it was announced and all that, the the variety that you get in playing this game because of that Crossroads deck. Because 
the majority of those cards you will never ever see come up and play because it it is a very specific thing that brings them out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a very large deck of cards. Yeah. But that that's that's the most exciting thing for a lot of people. Yeah, and hopefully the horse card never comes up again. <laughs> so what was the uh the horse card like we had we got to either eat it or somebody got to yeah, ride it away we, or something like that? Yeah, well, so, somebody would ride it and it would be saved or we could kill it and like feed our people. It was like That was really? a great card. Oh, that was a horrible card. I didn't want to kill a horse. That one's that one's one one of the very rare cards, at least that I've experienced, where neither side is awful. Usually, there's you're choosing between like good and awful, or bad and worse, yeah. or I mean, almost just a flip of the coin. And then another, I, not to stick on this too long, but I really like how some of the cards are an individual's decision, and then some of the cards are a group vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a, a group at a specific location, or maybe it's the entire table. Um, so it it kind of keeps a a different dynamic with with every card. Like just speaking to the variety, I think it's it's really fun. Totally, yeah. Maybe we should get into some of our experiences and some of our fun times that we've had with this. Any of y'all have any uh, vivid memories? No, no vivid memories whatsoever. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week, and it'll. Oh no! <laughs> so, we're, we're, of course, we're we're going to talk about the infamous one. We've already brought it up on this podcast. We also brought it up multiple times on uh, the other podcast that uh, that we're a part of. But before that, did you play the the that game with us with Aaron, where Aaron was the betrayer? Yes, I did not. Okay, so yeah, that that was before your time playing games with us. Uh, mm-hmm. We were over at Kevin Lawson's house. And Aaron, of course it was Aaron, got the Betrayer card. And this was, this was the first game we've ever played, I think. Maybe it was the second. It was definitely in the first two. And Aaron got the Betrayer card. Uh, we figured it out kind of early on because of the way he was acting and what he was doing. And so one of the things that you can do in this game is vote as a group to exile the betrayer or exile a person. Um, but that doesn't change their uh, objective as, as well, the yeah. betrayer. Well, it, ch- it changes. It gives them a new objective, an exile objective. Does it? Does it? I thought that they still had mm-hmm. to keep the their their objective was an exile or was a bad objective. I don't remember the exile objective. No, you yeah. got an exile card that gave you something else you had to do. Okay. Oh man, I'm a really really bad host, um, especially of a game that I love. Um, anyway, so Aaron's new objective was was to mess with us. And there was something that that he could do that would just totally just kill us and, and defeat us uh, and and stop the game. And we were so emotionally like attached to not dying that we were getting kind of heated with him. <laughs> like I I I might have threatened him to never come and play games with us anymore if he does this thing that he was going to do. 
And he eventually, he didn't do it. He, he didn't play the game the way the betrayer was supposed to play the game, I suppose. Um, but, but that was, that's one of the things about this game is it really messes with you and with the group psychologically, like you go after each other sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes it's not even justified. You just go after people and they're not the bad person. That's true, but I think... We've had a couple games where we haven't even had a betrayer, and sometimes you're still a little bit suspect, so... Yeah. Right. So, Steven, you want to talk about uh, our our most memorable game of Dead of Winter? Yeah, the most memorable one was probably when you and Johnny and I went to San Antonio and we played one night in the hotel and we were all really tired and I don't think any of us remember playing that game at all except for that it happened um that's got to be the most memorable one all I remember is watching seven (laughs) yeah that too we watched seven and played dead of winter all at the same time (laughs) yeah that was a wild night um no uh so James is referring to the infamous game that we the one and only game we played with uh, with Josh, where uh, we were we were chugging along, we were getting to the end of the game. It was looking like it was going to be possible for us to win, but for us to win, Josh he kind of had to sacrifice one of his characters, and or maybe not his character, but he had to sacrifice his secret objective so that the group as a whole would have a chance at winning. Um, but everyone had to do something very specific on their turn. We did a little bit of, I guess, metagamed and decided together what we were all going to do on each of our individual turns. Mm-hmm. Everything was going great. And then James went last and did the complete opposite or something entirely different from what he said he was going to do because it turns out he was the betrayer. Um, and he, and it, it did not ruin the game, but it ruined us winning the game. Uh, and then also James thought that he had won as the betrayer, and then turns out he lost on a bit of a technicality, but technically correct that. is the best kind of correct. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was a really epic game, and and like many other instances of this game, it was very emotionally driven and in a fun way. Uh, but you know, we were we were all excited to potentially get to beat this game and uh and then it it, and then nobody won so it was it was (laughs) it was fun and like josh has said he he will never play it again and so we jokingly suggest playing this um very often when we're hanging out with him so yeah you say you say i didn't ruin the game but i ruined it for josh you ruined it for josh that that is true playing dead of winter with james one afternoon and spending three hours trying to beat this game, and ultimately sacrificing my character, knowing that I cannot complete my objective, but being like, if we do this, then I feel comfortable, like, I get to share the win with everybody because we beat the zombies. And then uh, we talked it out, we had this big plan, we're going to do, I'm going to do X, Steven's going to do Y, James is going to do Z, and then I did X, Steven did Y, and then James did, like, Q. And just messed us all up, and uh, I was furious. And I never want to play that game ever again. <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably my 
third time to ever play it. And I guess just to speak to how fun the game is, at least for me, uh, and I, I don't do this often because because James and Chris have so many games that they let me play with them. Um, I don't I don't just buy a ton of games because uh, their libraries are so vast that you know they and they're generous enough to share with me. But the first time I ever played this game, I think the next day I I bought it. It was it was just so fun. But yeah, we've we've had some had some really good ones. We've had some that weren't as memorable memorable, but it's probably because they just kind of went well, like the games where we didn't have a betrayer. Uh, maybe we were teaching someone, so we played a, a one of the easier and shorter scenarios, which still right. a lot of fun. Still really enjoyed it, but I, I wouldn't say it was extremely memorable like. Uh, like the game with with Josh, so right. I I remember one that I played with. Uh, I, I it wasn't with you guys. It was with some other people, and I just remember. I don't remember in the, any of the rest of the game. It's who won. I don't know, but I remember turn one, first move. I was player one. I moved my character and died. The exposure dice, first turn of the game, just right out of the gate. I was like, really. I don't remember anything after that, but I just I'll I'll never forget just first roll, coon, two. Yeah, we we had one just like that. It was John. He was the first player to go. He did his first turn. He moved. His character died, but then immediately, or maybe it was his next turn, but very quickly, the horse crossroad card came up. <laughs> And so he got the horse for his character that was still alive. The way he played the game the rest of the time is he did not pick up any other characters. So he had a character on a horse that could go wherever he wanted, <laughs> yeah. whenever he wanted. And that's what he did. <laughs> nice. Um, and that was his first experience with the game, period. Yes. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah, well, I look forward to playing it again. And like I said, uh, uh, all the good experiences, I'm, I'm definitely ready for some more. Right. Um, Absolutely. One last quick question. Uh, Who is your favorite character to play and why is it Sparky? Uh, Mine's Drunk Santa. Yeah. Both of those characters are are pretty great. Uh, There's also the lady who's who's the cook. Um, She just like makes extra food all the time for everyone. She's yeah, she's she's actually very useful. Um, She really is. But but Sparky's great. Like he's what like immune to bites uh-huh. they're just regular wounds or something uh then there's the the guy who's the mayor who just makes all the decisions there's different military personnel there there's the a lot janitor of was always really helpful janitor's too. good yeah but nothing can beat sparky and in case you haven't ever played the game sparky is a dog he's a and, uh, his character is a, he's a stunt actor. dog yeah yeah and he can shoot guns and <laughs> somehow yeah <laughs> Well, I'm really not sure what else to say about the game. It's great, and we love it. So I guess we're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Uh, Steven, thank you again for joining us. Thank you all for having me. It was a lot of fun. Totally. Well, until next time, love you, Chris. Love you, James. Love you, Steven. Love you guys.
I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out so I don't sound as stupid. 